Welcome to Teacher Radio, where we have real conversations about real teaching. I'm your host, Maggie Darnell. This week, we're going to be discussing getting a teaching job. So in keeping with the idea of this being for first-time teachers and teachers who are early in their career, uh, I thought I would be good to preface this with, if you don't like your first teaching job, that's okay. Like, keep your eye out and it's all right to to find something else. I know that I definitely felt that there was an expectation that I stay for the first three to five years of my teaching career in my current position. I ended up staying six. Um, And so... But I just want to make sure that you know, like, you you can move positions. Um, you, you don't have to be stuck and wait till you get tenure to move someplace else. It does help. It does make things look nicer. Definitely, that's a piece of advice I have been given. Um, but it's a thing that we all have to do occasionally is get a new job. So I have recently done this process myself, and I will be moving from Wyoming to Maine, actually. And I forgot how stressful the job search piece is. It's terrifying. I At least I found myself spending so much time on job boards and looking at different districts, especially when you're doing a really big move and you're moving from an area like rural Rocky Mountain West into New England, there's a bit of a learning curve. Um, My guess is most people actually stay closer to home and what they know, and that makes things easier. So if I was getting a job out here in the Rocky Mountain West where you have lots of really isolated communities, even big cities like Denver, um, you tend to just apply with one school district and there's the one district for wherever you're living. Uh, and that's is really about it. And maybe you have like a 60 minute commute someplace else if that's the way it's going to go. So I know lots of people who <laughs> do that where they'll they'll get a job in one town um, and then they'll, they'll commute until a job in the town that they're, they're living in actually opens up, which is totally an option. So that's that's the experience that I've been familiar with for, I'm going to say, my whole life. <laughs> lots of schools and things in an area, but one district that's posting those positions. In looking in New England and finding a job in Maine, uh, it <laughs> is definitely a different ball game where you have lots of tiny towns that are all kind of part of a bigger area. So that's why it feels more populated and they all have their own district. And so you've got like I think I had 40 different school districts that I was checking at my most anxious once a day, at my least anxious once a week. Um, So just keep that in mind wherever you're going and maybe create a a tab on your computer or a a favorites uh, folder where you can store all of those so that you're not constantly trying to hunt them down all the time. Uh, I also find... Sometimes you can look at things like Indeed or ZipRecruiter or those sorts of job boards to see if something's been posted. There's one called Serving Schools that 
the Northeast uses um, that I've, I've found to be quite helpful. And those will have different links to applications and positions as well. Also, different places post jobs at different times. Out here in the Rocky Mountain West, I remember getting my position early March, uh, whereas out in Maine, I got my offer in early April, and that was really, really quite early. And I know that there are some places where it's even later than that, uh, where you're not really getting job postings until April or May. And I haven't actually looked at the job board since I've gotten my position um, out in Maine, uh, but I'll be interested to see if they continue to post more. So that's kind of just like keeping an eye out for open positions is, again, I'm just going to recap real quick. You want to make a bookmark folder for those things so that you can open them up and you can check them once a week. Um, daily is probably not best for your mental health. Take it from me. <laughs> and then being aware of like the different locations and how those districts are going to operate, as well as then just the different timing of job postings. So that I know if, <laughs> if you're anything like me, you're probably like, I want to just like know and have it done. And sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to wait. So Anyway, that's just the finding of things to apply to. In applying, I find a good rule of thumb is to have a two-page resume, actually. I know a lot of people have said one-page resumes in the past. I think that's actually changing, where if you've got the things that are relevant, relevant experience, um, and the accolades to go with it, I think a two-page resume, and I even talked to my superintendent about this in my current district, uh, gives your, your prospective employer a better idea of who you are and what you can do and really highlights your achievements. Whereas sometimes I think in a one-page resume, we cut so much out and we cut it down and it, or it gets crowded and it doesn't look as aesthetically pleasing. So making sure that you have a nice one or two-page resume is key. I like to go to Etsy, actually, and buy a template and then just put in my information that way. And that way it looks fancy and I don't actually have to spend a whole bunch of time trying to figure out how to make my Word document look pretty or doing it in publisher or wherever. So Etsy templates, they're like $5. It's definitely worth it because it, it'll it help you make a really good impression. Uh, making sure that you have a solid cover letter. Now, if you are something like a, an English teacher, it's really, really crucial that you not have any mistakes and that it's really well written. I like to do my cover letters in three paragraphs where the first one's just like, hey, this is my name and I'm going to be an awesome fit for your team. Very excited for the opportunity, etc. My second paragraph is more along the lines of here's what I've done. Here's like the cool stuff I've done in my classroom, um, my little bit of the education stuff. And then my third one is more of my teaching philosophy. And then, of course, you close it out with the looking forward to hearing from you soon. And then you're good. So that's your resume. That's your cover letter. Make sure that your cover letter and your resume kind of fit in a similar sort of style and format. Now, I like to also make sure that I have three reference letters. 
sometimes I even have four reference letters to go at any given time. And that way I can attach that to any application. They already know what like people have to say about me. So I get those ahead of time. I scan them, I upload them, and they're ready to send. Along with that, you'll want to have any copies of teaching license that you might have. That way you can uh, include those as well so people can see that you are indeed certified to teach wherever it is that you're going to be teaching. Transcripts, also important. (laughs) And once you have all of that documentation put together, ready to go, you can apply. Uh, Oftentimes there might be a couple extra little questions that you have to answer in the application process, but it's not terrible and it's really pretty easy. So I found that having all of those pieces made the application process much quicker, much easier. Uh, I could apply to four to five jobs in a day. So that's kind of what I did. Now, when you get an interview, I know these pandemic days, we're all doing it via Zoom and we're probably going to continue that, especially if you're from, you know, far away, like, you know, Wyoming applying for a job in Maine. Make sure that you still dress professionally. (laughs) Um, I would not recommend that you do it with, you know, no pants on or your sweatpants or whatever, but making sure that you still look really professional. I like to pull up my Zoom and see what I look like ahead of time so that I can adjust from there if I want to change the level that my computer is at, etc. And then remembering to be yourself and be excited about the position that you're applying for. I think that comes through. Uh, I also like to and would recommend doing a little snooping on schools' websites and district websites before you interview so that you can base some of your questions off of that or you can say, you know, like, hey, I saw that you have a really awesome uh, school newspaper and I was impressed by the things that your students are writing about, the things that they're caring about, Uh, you know, how could I be a part of that? And that just impresses people a whole lot. Of course, be sincere about it if you want to help, but just saying... Knowing kind of what's going on with their school, people really, really appreciate that because you've obviously gone the extra mile to see like how you're going to fit in uh, and making sure that this is a good fit for you. Now, in questions on interviews, chances are you're going to be asked the question, why should we hire you? And I have sat on on, uh, committees to hire people as well as I have recently been interviewed and that's been asked every single time. When I asked my principal at the time what the best answer is he ever heard to that question after we had asked it to somebody about why should we hire you, he said the best answer he's ever heard is because I'm going to be your best math teacher. And then this teacher came with evidence of why that was true and how that that man would be the best math teacher. And he showed his... Uh, really great relationship with students and parents, the work that he's done with the curriculum, test scores, things like that. So I I like that. That's how I did it in my most recent interview. Um, just be really confident when they ask you that question. There should be no hesitation in your voice as to why you're the best candidate for that job, because you are. Like, I, granted, you don't know who else is applying, but whew, you know your stuff. You got this. You can do it. So just being really confident there. Um, And then you should ask some questions and you should be prepared for that. The two questions that I always like to ask in an interview are what are your goals for your school? What are the things that you're always working on improving? And then what are you most proud of with your school? I find that you can tell a lot about a school and how people 
answer that question. So those those are my my suggestions to you all for the interview process. Now, if you get the the job, which is awesome, congratulations, that's great, or you get a second interview or what have you, and again, same rules apply. Um, and just being confident, being yourself, being excited for the position. Uh, after you interview, make sure that you send an email or a letter saying thank you for the opportunity because that helps uh, you stand out as well as in my most recent one, my first interview, they were asking some questions about like diversity and things like that. And of course, teaching in a small white community in Wyoming, I don't have a heck of a lot of experience with that, but I gave them, I sent them a link to a unit plan in my lessons and how I incorporate diversity in multicultural text. So you can do that as well. It gives you kind of a chance to follow up with anything that you didn't get a chance to follow up with in the interview itself if you needed to. So sending an email back after or a letter saying thanks for the opportunity and that you look here forward to hearing from them soon is always a good thing. After that, if you don't get the job, I know that that can be devastating. That can be really, really, really hard. So in that if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you probably, students are at the center of your practice and that you're in it for them. You probably just weren't the best choice for that school. And that's okay. That means that those students are going to get somebody who's the right choice for that school and for that area and for that district. And when I think about it that way, it makes me feel a lot less upset by it and bitter about it as yeah, I wasn't the right teacher for that school. But then when you do get the job, you are the right teacher for that school. And just enjoy some confidence there. So those are my my tips and tricks for the interview process and for getting a job in these crazy teaching times. So good luck to all of you. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Um, or if you have topics that you want to hear covered, that would be great. Anyway, happy teaching. Thank you for listening to Teacher Radio. You can find us on all the socials, primarily Instagram and Twitter, at Teacher Radio. And you can also shoot us an email if you've got a question or a comment or an idea for a future episode at teacherradiopodcast at gmail.com. Happy teaching.